Hey, Eric. Hey, Jeff. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm just basking in the glow of, of last week. What happened last week? Last week, Jeff, on Thursday, we had the Yolono tour, You Only Live One Night Only. It was a tour because we had two shows in one night. And we brought out people like Bun B and Smoke Dizza and Joel Ortiz and DJ Clark Kent and Miss Info and Bridget Kelly and Ture and, and MC Jin to perform with us on stage. It was a, it was a crazy night. Oh, right. I, I guess I was there. Yeah. You were definitely on stage with me. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. I'm trying to think what happened because football season's only just begun, but it already feels like the playoffs at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site where millionaires are being crowned all season long. Jeff, one-week fantasy at DraftKings means no season-long commitments, and that is awesome for Cowboys fans because RIP Tony Romo. Yes, it's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want. Name your team what you want. You could name it Tony Nomo. You could. And with a million bucks up for grabs every week, every game is the big game and every play matters. So first and ten in the first quarter feels like fourth and goal with one second left? That's right. And a long touchdown run could mean more than just a victory for your favorite team. It could mean you've turned your love of football into a million-dollar payday. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Listen, hurry to DraftKings.com right now and use the promo code REAL, R-E-A-L, to play for free for a shot at one million dollars in this week's millionaire maker event right that is the promo code not the romo code enter r-e-a-l for free entry now only at draftkings.com draftkings.com that's draftkings.com yo what up it's eric aka trap star wars aka bando calrissian yo what up it's jeff aka dmx wing aka rider jedi what <laughs> yo what up it's phil aka bj pronto aka skype jones aka slim leg chino aka rembert brown aka personal brand aka helmet chang aka david chose tom brown budget wow aka shut the fuck up i'm on a podcast with just blaze wow this is just blaze and i didn't get the memo that i need aka but i'm here and this is a waste of time with this the real first of all first of all um for anyone expecting this to be a really cool podcast, it's not. It's not it. Also, if you've been tuning in for the first like 14 weeks of this and you thought it was going to be a cool podcast, again, not, not it. No. Um, but we're thrilled to have two of our friends here who know a ton about Star Wars right. because we're two people who know zero about it. Right. We've never seen it. We have never seen it. We've seen Spaceballs a bunch. Seen Spaceballs. Have no interest, really, in you Star Wars. You guys take pride in the fact that you've never seen it? Oh, we're well, allowed to talk. At a certain yeah, point, yeah. yeah. Well, at, at a certain point, I think it's just like you get used to something, and it's like, that's... And by the way, we're not the only ones that have not seen oh, Star no, Wars. I, I know, There's I know a silent we, majority. Yeah. I know one or two other people who haven't seen it. They are... Like, literally, I probably know one or two people. And they're, they're <laughs> as scared <laughs> as you guys are. I'm, I'm not scared. You're scared. I, I wonder, like, you know, there's You're some scared. people who don't, like, have TV. Like, I don't watch TV. Yeah, it's well, like... I mean, those guys that, like, I don't, I've never seen Star Wars. I'm proud. No, no, no. It's just it's there's just never, never, never been an yeah, interest. Right. Like generally, I don't know if you know this, just but they generally refuse to watch anything that's not like rooted in reality. Gotcha. So well, it's it. I, I mean, Star Wars I, for is me, real. It, well, for me, it feels like it's just a fear of like a metaphor ex- extending past like one. <laughs> removed layer of reality for you guys i think i think so someone was asking like well how do you feel about like say batman and i like batman i'm not going to see superman Mm -hmm. i'm not going to see like iron man but like batman's a human he does human things like i get that like i'm with that and like he's a rich ninja he is and then like you know like that's real we can like jurassic park sure but we just won't fuck with Game of Thrones. Wait, how can you like Dr- uh, Batman <laughs> being a rich ninja is a possible thing. Like he has ninja training mm-hmm. and has billions of dollars at his disposal to create these weapons. Mm-hmm. We the, the technology does not exist right now to actually regenerate dinosaurs. Well, I believe I read in science books oh, that <laughs> it's just humans really and dinosaurs sh- lived at the same time. Jesus was born and rode a. <laughs> A dinosaur horse. Well, all right. <laughs> anyway, we should say... It's such a subjective line just to, like, piss people off is what it comes down to. No, that's not the purpose of it. Yeah, I think it's just, like, it's whatever Here's, interests okay. me. You so just like upsetting us. Let, let's just say we have super producer Just Blaze here. We have uh, our former neighbor, Phil Chang, here. Both of you guys know and love, and is it is it fair to say you obsess over Star no. Wars? I would, I'm just, for me, I was actually just... It's funny. I actually just thought of this as I was getting out of the car. 
I think I'm the kind of person that when I like something or when I'm into something, I like to know. I like it's in my nature to research it and yeah. know a lot. You're a completist. About it. Yeah, you know, like I was. Um, you know, I've taken up road biking fairly recently, and you know, uh, a friend of mine was asking me some questions, so I'm just answering her questions. She's like, "Oh my god, you're so obsessed." I'm like, "No, <laughs> this is uh, this is something that I'm doing. It's, I'm doing because I enjoy it. it. Has health benefits." And it's an expensive hobby, so I had to do my research to know what I'm buying into. Sure. So I think with this, it's kind of the same thing. It's something that I grew up around, grew up on. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of my father was a sci-fi guy, so it kind of got passed on to me by default. And the books are all around the house because my pop used to read them. You okay. Know? And so, but it was a movie first, right? Right. And then it became a book. Well, no, there's always the novels that come God out. Damn. Along, the, the, the adaptations <laughs> that come out with the books. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. And then there were the comic books. And I used to read comic books as well. So, you know, it's just one of those things where I always had different resources where I could learn about the mythology. So, from. to break it, this, there's a canon, right? Like, that's yeah. the films. Okay. And uh, anything that, like, comes out with, like, George Lucas's, like, Cosign or someone like high up at LucasArts or whatever. Now it's got to be Disney because yeah, that's right. who owns it. Well, right. it's the thing. So they had what's called the expanded universe, right? So you had the first three movies, okay, right? And then after that, they started coming out with um, novels and Marvel. You remember Marvel, um, which is funny because now Marvel is owned by Disney, but Marvel used to publish Star Wars books. They, they they did the official comic books of the movies, yeah. And then at a certain point, they started doing expanded stories. So that led to expanded novels and graphic novels. So there was this whole universe that was kind of created after the movies had come and gone. And you're with all that. And I, no, I, it depends on who you are. Yeah, yeah. Like it depends on like like some people are like all about the entire expanded universe, which has gone like totally off the rails over the years. Yeah. Other people are like, wait, down why with, is it gone totally off the rails? It's just in like a weird different. Like you let go of a franchise for that long and let people like run it without any kind of oversight. Like it just. It goes to the like the real, real, real deep fanboys, and it just turns into a thing that like. I mean, there are books about what happened fifty thousand years before Return of the or before the first Star Wars, right. where it's like, you know, how the Jedi got their name, where it used to be the Jedi, like J E D apostrophe A I I, and it just goes way. It goes to a certain point where you're just like, all right, unless it's really good story writing. Um, and creative writing. Yeah. I, I can't. Like, I'm not that into it. What I want to know. Where I want to know everything that was considered canon. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there are certain ex- books from the expanded universe, like Splinter of the Mind's Eye, yep. Dark Empire, things the like Thrawn that. trilogy. Yeah, the Thrawn trilogy. Well, those were just well written stories that happened to exist within the Star Wars. <laughs> and it's like it's like well regarded. Like I, I know you guys don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> well regarded writers in the fantasy sci fi space who, exactly. who who weren't like you know like Star Wars employees or whatever or stakeholders. Right. right. But they just happen to appreciate you know what the, like the contributions of the films to like you know the rest of the the rest of the genre. All right. Before we get too far, can you guys each please try to explain to us Star Wars? The first movie, so which is the fourth movie, mm-hmm. in thirty seconds, is that possible? Yeah, a ri- a, a, you want to go first? Yeah, okay. Like a, a, an aimless farmhand gets taken off the planet by a crazy dude and uh, gets sent on a quest to save the galaxy. Pretty much it. Fairly accurate, and finds out some interesting things along the way about uh, about um, his family connection to what maybe. Uh, to his larger, to his larger, to the larger picture of what's happening yeah. in the galaxy. Okay, are there any funny workplace antics? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you looked at it from like the perspective of like, you know, like anyone who worked at the Mos Eisley Cantina. Yeah, you just have to look at it from like outside. Like yeah. you have you have, to, you have to look at like the peripheral vision of like right. what's happening in a shot, right? Like if you look at what's happening from the perspective of any character who's like seemingly a bystander or like a practical effect. Mm-hmm. For the larger sake of the narrative, that's actually it's funny to, and it loops back to what we were talking about expanded universe stuff. Right, that's where it started to get interesting for people. Like, let's let's think about like what this random dude who gets shot by like an errant laser was doing like the day before. The day before that happened, you know, or like even like that's kind of like how uh, feel, like we're, we're fast forwarding a little bit. You take a character like Boba Fett, mm-hmm. who really only had. Total between the three movies. Well, it wasn't even in the first movie. Boba Fett is the galaxy's most notorious bounty hunter. Yeah, okay. and you've definitely seen what he looks like. Yeah, if yeah, I yeah, yeah. green helmet. Right? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. And uh, I draw him a lot. Okay. Well, I think that's like what people don't understand. Like, not to get too far off track, like with this, but like that that <coughs> Star Wars is so like omnipresent in society that like everything sort of seeps into it, and so it's almost like I have seen it. 
but right. without actually seeing it. Right. The thing I was going to say about Boba Fett. That is, doesn't excuse anything, by the way. <laughs> he was a relatively minor character who ended up becoming one of the most popular. And he's probably got a yes. total of half an hour worth of screen time between all the movies. Yep. Between the original trilogy, mm-hmm. but became one of the most is, is now one of the most popular and recognizable characters, and indirectly in the in the newer trilogy, exactly because in the, in the newer trilogy he he he's they wrote him they wrote him in as a kid, and on top of that, it turns out that like all the original stormtroopers, all hundreds of thousands of them were actually his brothers because they're all clones of his father, so they took somebody who was kind of a side character. And made them, they became so popular in the years after the original movies that he's now an integral part of the story overall. Okay. where So where does Star Wars resonate with you today? Is it the same as when you first saw it? I mean, for me, um, I can, you know, I've seen it so many times. It's kind of just part of my vocabulary almost to a certain yeah. degree. Um, but I can definitely attribute, somebody asked me a question about George, or not, not George Lucas, uh, John Williams the other day. Mm-hmm. This is for an interview, and I realized that like part of the reason why I have a very grandiose, epic sound to mm-hmm. my music is due in part, not even I didn't even thought about this, but due in part to John Williams. Hmm. Um, I grew up watching these movies all the time. Yes, and watching how his music could uh, evoke the emotion that was on screen, whether it was. Sadness or intense action or a strong emotion, um, but it was always big and grand sounding. And as a kid, one of the things I always wanted, one of my first musical thoughts was, I want to make music for a Star Wars yeah. movie. And I'm going back to when I was like seven or eight years old. Absolutely. And I'm only realizing now why part of the reason why everything with me is so big and loud and uplifting, I guess, is, is really from that influence. Hmm. So I. I'm, am I a proponent of classical music or classical movie scores? No, but the energy that came from that score hmm. was definitely one of the biggest influences on me that I did not realize until my adult life. I think that's a great point because from, I'm not a, I'm certainly not a proponent of classical music, nor am I like well versed in it. Uh, but when you watch those opening title credits, yes, especially as a kid who was like you know if if your imagination's pretty active, mm-hmm. it, it like. It's an emotional thing. It's like a very emotionally resonant thing, and you don't even know you don't have the faculties to like kind of process why, right? But it's like such a visceral thing that you're like, holy shit, I'm already in this. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm in. You're I'm watching in. like, like the tractor text beam go in. back. Yeah, like when you first hear that, when it, after the 20th Century Fox fanfare, the text, horns come in. And it's just like this crawling monologue, and you're just like, yo, whatever this what is, what the fuck is happening? It's about to be something. What the fuck? To be fair. I felt the same way about like the opening, the opening song. Now, Blue's Most this, Wanted. No, no, no. <laughs> in, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. So I'm like, I'm just impressionable. <laughs> Wait, but, but the thing is, is you hit the nail on the head in terms of being impressionable. When you're watching that as a kid, and you kind of have that clean slate. Yeah. It's much different from say somebody who was 30 years old, right. grew up maybe watching Flash Gordon serials. That's what I'm talking about. These dudes are scared, <laughs> closed off imaginations. It's a rabbit hole. Uh, adulthood has ruined them. Okay, a rabbit hole. So, so <laughs> was the technology anything like? Okay, back then was it impressive what you were it watching? Was, it was life. Are you kidding changing? me? It's the, pra- the practical like ILM yeah, and like, like yeah the the effects studios and like the sound design. I mean, yeah. You have a lot to weigh in on this, I'm sure. And I actually wanted to ask you, have you ever sampled like the Imperial March? I feel like Yeah, I have. And I got a huge check for it until I realized they would they would never be able to clear it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> actually. Um but you know, I mean, you gotta think about it. Up until that point, you had never seen anything that looked like that and actually looked real. You know, like and if there's a there's a reason why you can watch the original trilogy and certain things from there look more realistic. Yep. Than things in the later trilogy or in those special editions, because yep. everything was actually real, yep. like tangible. Yeah, yeah, it right, wasn't yeah, yeah. CGI. It wasn't You're building miniatures. Like yeah, they're building miniatures. They have miniature cameras that are, or they, or they have like in some cases like an actual life size X wing, you know, or it's not just somebody for the Dagobah scene. Yeah, you know, like it's so. There's a different like nobody had filmed things like that right and that man actually i shouldn't say nobody had done it. nobody had done it to that scale yeah okay previous yeah it set the precedent and again it's like you you read all like for me like the access point was actually trying to figure out like how the fuck they did all that 
So I'd buy a lot of books that were about like the behind the scenes and right. the process of. Mm-hmm. And that's when it gets rooted to reality, right? It's like, holy shit, the inventiveness of these people who didn't have like the most massive budget at right? all. At all. Pulling this off, like we talk about Boba Fett, like he has a spaceship and you look at it and you're like, that looks like something very familiar to me. And it turns out it was just randomly like a fucking like the head of a street lamp that they totally yeah. converted to into this scale model of a spaceship. spaceship. Yeah. And that it was like it was like inventing out of the limitations and parameters you had. Mm-hmm. Available Which kind of relates to what we do with music, exactly, especially in the early exactly, days of hip hop. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't we couldn't afford musicians and bands and things like that, so we took other people's music and found ways of repeating the breaks on the turntables. Right. Yeah. You know, and later on with samplers and things like that, learning to do a lot with very little. Right. <laughs> and the sound design is an even more literal connection because like when you think about like the effects for like blasters and stuff, right. how they achieved that, it's like, you know, like literally like twanging string against something. And like looping it back on tape, yeah, it's it's almost exactly like an analog for how early hip hop, yeah. or how they made Justin Bieber's new song "Where Are You Now," where they said that yes. Justin Bieber goes, "Those are very expensive sounds because <laughs> yeah. you have to like you know foley." I have no idea of any of this. Like, I, I is this a joke? Or is no, this there was a, a thing. there was a big New York Times video piece that came out yesterday oh, where uh, Diplo and Skrillex and Justin Bieber are interviewed on how they built this song out of like his oh, voice on the uh, the Jackie record. It's yes. not yeah, 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 yeah. Got you, yeah. got you, got you. Um, I have to imagine like sampling sessions with Diplo and Skrillex get really weird. Yo, Skrillex is amazing. Like, we, you know, we we uh, we're cool. We're homies. And Has he totally, seen Star Wars? To, I don't know. It's totally unrelated. But like, I was just at his house one night, just hanging out. And he's like, "Hey, let's make a song." And I'm like, "All right, fine." So, I work kind of. I work with current technology, but my approach is still old school. I still need an actual keyboard to play, or some drum pads to hit. So, I'm like, where's your keyboard? He's like, "Oh, there's one in the corner." I'm like, "But you're not gonna hook it up." Yeah. It's <laughs> and, in the box. Yeah, like and this guy, like he, I just sat there with him. It's like three in the morning. And he's just drawing music. Like, he's literally just sitting there with his mouse, drawing it. And it's, it's like a like, Minority oh. Report interview. Yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah. It, was, it, was like, it was like Tom Cruise manipulating the uh, <laughs> Minority Report computer. And he's like, and I'm listening, and I'm, as he's doing it, not that I didn't respect him before. Yeah. But it was, I'm a very touch and feel kind of guy when it comes to making my music. I need to feel what I'm doing. Sure, right. Not that, that, not that my method is better, it's just different. Yeah, right. But he literally just drew an entire song out and barely had to listen to it or audition it as he was doing it. He was just sketching the song with a, with a mouse and then hit play 30 minutes later. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, you listened to like three things. <laughs> he's, 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 he, can, he, he is a Jedi. So uh, he's so he's so he's drawing like MIDI yeah. stuff. Okay, and, but he's it's also, a beautiful he's mind. He's also taking MIDI <laughs> or taking audio <laughs> and manipulating it. Like he'll take a generic bass sound, but and then not while not listening, just start programming filters and VCAs and VCFs and envelopes. So in his head, he knows he can hear in his head what he's doing to this sample without ever having actually having to listen to that's it. some Jedi shit you know it really is it really is <laughs> at one point I, would, I was expecting him to turn to the side and be like this is not the track you're looking yeah <laughs> you are not even here yeah you're not even here this is all a dream shout out to Skrillex so you go see it in the, in the theater for the first time or you saw it on I, at right, home so here's an interesting thing and this is probably another reason why my mind lends to, uh, to Star Wars or to the universe in general um, my very first mem- Star Wars came out when I was four months old my only memory. You know, they say you don't. Oh, re- going to say your only regret. Well, no, no. Say, you know, most people they don't remember anything from when you're a baby. So right. They say sure. You remember images or glimpses. The one thing that I remember as a baby is my parents going to a drive-in and watching Star Wars. And the only thing that I remember is when Vader spins off at the very end. Whoa. But like, I remember like years later, maybe like within the last five years, I asked my mom. I'm like, Mom, did we go see Star Wars when I was a baby in a drive-in theater in a brown Firebird? <laughs> Holy shit! Whoa. And she's like. How do you know that? Like, was there a picture? And I'm like, no, I remember. So I, I'm like, I distinctly remember us being in a brown car. You know, I guess in drive-ins they used to put the speaker in the car, yeah. like yeah, dangling yeah. into the car. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I remember a speaker, like a gray speaker, dangling in a car, and me looking up and seeing Darth Vader spinning away into space. Wow. And she's like, you remember that? I'm like, that's, that's all I remember. <laughs> but I remember that. So my first time, uh, I saw that in as a as a baby. Yeah. Four or five months old. Um, didn't see Empire, but my father had gone to see it. And he, you know, back in the movie, back in the days, 
adjustment used to go to movies for really big events. They would sell like programs. Like when you go to a Broadway play, they had the playbill. Yeah, right. They used to do that for movies back in the day. Huh. So my father had this, like, it had to be at least 50 page one from Empire Strikes Back. Crazy. So I used to read that all the time as a kid. And then when Jedi came out, my father took me, my brother, and my sister to go see that. So that was the first one I saw in the movies. The funny thing is, is my babysitter at the time had like the storybook adaptation. Mm hmm. So I was in the movie quoting what was happening before, <laughs> Fucking awesome. before it was happening. I did that with Lion King. And, and my mother's like, how, how do you know this? And I'm like, oh, Kendall has the book. So I kind of knew the whole movie already. Um, that sounds some like Rocky Horror Picture shit, like yeah, where people yeah, yeah. are shouting at the Which thing. Which I never understood. Like, Me neither. No. Some guys that I went to high school with uh, were into Rocky Horror. Or actually, it was one guy. And he was, was it all it takes is one. Yeah. <laughs> all it takes is one. He was a heavy metal dude slash like Dungeons and Dragons nerd. Yeah, and he right, used totally to, different than Star Wars. <laughs> and yeah. he used to he used to um, invite me every weekend. Like, yo, we're, we're doing Rocky Horror. And I guess what they would do is they play the movie and then act it out. In it's so involved, the those yeah. dudes. But Star Wars pe- fans do this too, right? That's only ha- that's actually just happened recently. I think within the last year or two. They think- oh, really? I forget what the name of the theater is, but somebody's done that recently. Have either of you guys ever dressed up as any Star Wars characters for anything? Halloween or on other days? I'll that- just talk about this one first. I have some things to say about that. <laughs> uh, I mean, Star Wars, I just, for me, like it was one of those things I felt like if I couldn't achieve the production value, I didn't even want to try. Right. Mm. Like There are other things. So you went full out. Yes. <laughs> so Thousands point of being, dollars. Point being, you're never invited over. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I actually never dressed up as a Star Wars character to my knowledge because I just didn't feel like I could live up to the like for me again, like the, the what's the biggest production that you've put into like a costume? See, for me, Halloween is a struggle every year because I'll like, you know, I'll get to November, mm-hmm. right? Like reboot after Halloween. I'm like next year for sure. <laughs> and then I'm thinking of elaborate costumes and I'm like e- like looking up like the Ghostbuster Proton right, Packs on right. eBay. I'm like this year I'm buying it. Right. And it's going to have the sound effects. Right. And some nerd in London who like works at some like Peter Jackson like whatever thing is <laughs> right. going to have like built it on his free time. Right. And I'm all in, I'm all in and then like I don't know, like my spending habits got the better of me and then we like sh- it's like September again and I'm like scrambling because I'm like, all oh, of a sudden fuck. you're right back where you left. <laughs> exactly, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, for me um I've never dressed up with the intention of going out dressed up. Um, so it's strictly a private thing. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, you know, home. And, you know, there was this whole thing where all of a sudden, you know, there was like this big, huge thing on the internet where all of a sudden it was like, just Blaze is a super nerd. And there's a, that's the general consensus now. I can tell you exactly where that started from. So my birthday is January 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I forget what year it was, but I... Uh, Get a call from Jay mm-hmm. saying, um, uh, "Andy, I have a meeting with you. Um, super important. I need you to meet me at forty forty around eight o'clock." I have a story just like this after, so <laughs> get ready for that one. So I'm like, "All right." And then as I, as I, hang, I started to say, "Well, it's my birthday," but then I'm like, "I don't have anything else to do. It's my birthday. Whatever. I want to go have a meeting with Jay." Yeah. I guess this had to have been 2004, baby. Okay. So because he was he had done the whole retirement thing. So I get to 4040, and I know everybody there. Security, obviously, you know, all the managers, whatever. And they're just kind of looking at me like, you know, not letting me in behind the velvet rope. And I'm like, what's what's up? They're like, you waiting for somebody? And I'm like, dude, it's me. I just saw you like two days ago. (laughs) And they're like, all right, so you're supposed to be somebody famous? Uh And I'm like, but. So now I'm getting upset. So I go to text Jay and or uh, and and OG Wong. Yeah. And I'm out there for like five minutes. And they're like, oh yeah, by the way, no sneakers. And I'm like, but it's that's what I get my phone. I text Jay and Wong. Yeah. So anyway, Jay comes to the front door. He's like, oh yo, my bad. We had an incident last night, and I told him to be you know be extra with the security. I'm like, all right. So he's like, I'm gonna talk to you about this new project I'm working on. So we go to walk in the club. He's like, but first, let me show you the new the new edition. Because mm. they had just done a different wing on the club. So I, we, he takes me and we make a left. And there's 100 Darth Vaders <laughs> and like 100 Princess Leia's. Oh, my God. And my staff at the time were all dressed like in the... Like, everybody had all the basic stuff. But then, like, my staff had, like... Like, my engineer Andy had on the full-on real club suit. Tariq, who used to be my manager's assistant, had, like... The $2,000 Chewbacca costume on. Wow. My manager had the, uh, the, the 
Amadala outfit, which I found out later on she had spent like three grand on. Oh my god! Um, so all the key people had like real deal costumes, and then anybody else who came had like the regular plastic ones. But all the girls had to wear layer buns. Wow! And, like, uh. and at first it's all masks, but there were no slave layer suits. No slave layer suits. <laughs> but like, and then and then people are taking off their masks, and it's like large professor wearing a Darth Vader mask. Wow! And like, how did you even know to find? You know, it's, and it's like that moment where you're like. They ha- they're having a Star Wars surprise party for me in the 4040 club <laughs> with like the, the place decked out like the Death Star and the movies playing on all the screens. And it was something that it's, a, it's, like a, it's something silly that you might do with your friends and your family. But this one engineer that I used to work with, for whatever reason, uh, puts it on his blog. And he had a fairly popular music blog at the time. So uh, this was in the very early days of, of blogging. So. For whatever reason, the way it read was, I threw myself a Star Wars <laughs> exactly costume right. party. Wow! And this is back like in the early days of the forums, like all hip hop and S O H H. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it went viral on all those forums, and that's when the whole public personal uh, perception of my persona changed. And then this is also around the time like LRG is starting to right. hit, right? So right. that certainly contributes to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had like the vibe column. Right, well, the double XL. Or double XL. Well, but also, I mean, let's not forget. The story, by the way, is that I have no friends. Well, (laughs) well, actually, I think the moral of the story is one. Oh, wait, before I. Yeah. The one thing. So they they maybe put on, like, a Darth Vader mask, but they bought, like, the real deal, like, replica. Oh, my God. So I put it on to take some pictures, and then eventually I took the face plate off. It was hot. I mean, it was (laughs) Somebody happened to snap a picture of me still having the helmet part on. Oh wow. And it ended up online and that was the end. It's okay, two things. Wow. One is, that's an awesome, like, okay, it's it's themed, it's Star Wars, whatever, right. so it doesn't like mean like a whole lot to me, but for you, right. that Jay did that or that Jay yeah, had yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it, was, it was cool. It was like, wow, he actually was in on my surprise birthday party. And number two, do you think he felt bad for the, um, the fade to black thing? When, oh, when he not? went in, <laughs> I, you know, I, to this day I told him like, I never watched that movie. No, but and we we talked about yeah, this on our last podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was so, oh, like, dude. First, and I know we talked about this already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time it comes up, it grates my nerves <laughs> more. So not so not so much because of the way that they chopped up and edited the whole video game buying habit thing. Right, because mm-hmm. that they told me they admitted afterwards, like, yo, we had to make it dramatic. Right, so you just ended up being the butt of the joke. I'm fine with that. It was more so the fact that right after that, they had me playing some really whack music to Jay. Which right. wasn't which yours. Which wasn't my music. Yeah. They brought in some other guy to uh, to replay all the stuff that had samples. And instead of giving me the chance to properly represent myself, right. they just had some whack nonsense playing. But it made me look like, oh, so this guy went and spent all his money playing video, uh, buying video games. And then play Jay some, some BS. And now right. he's not focused on his shit. And now yeah. he's not focused. And then a year later, I'm having Star Wars parties. <laughs> and, and Jay's escorting me into them. It's a really interesting time in my life. Um, are, who are the biggest Star Wars fans in the rap world that we'd be surprised about? Like, do you have conversations? Rook from Justice League has a huge diamond hand solo and carbonite chain. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Is it like flooded? Yes. <laughs> Think about that big. What the fuck? Yes. Um, I want to say Ross has something in his house, but I can't remember well, where it is. Ross definitely has a line uh, that says, Luke Skywalker was my motherfucking idol. Back in middle school, I watched the videos and get excited. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He, he, um, he has something. Like when he came, one of the times when he Luke. came to the studio, he, he told me about something that he had, <laughs> but I can't remember what it was. Because I used to have this insignia of the Rebel Alliance on one of the doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like a stamp. And he recognized it. And he was like, yo, I have such and such in my house from Star Wars, but I can't remember what, what it was. You had the Alliance insignia or the Yeah, the Alli- yeah. I actually had both. One door had the Alliance. It was like a wall. It was like all the doors had 80s themed stuff. Oh, my God. So one had the Cobra symbol. One had the uh, the Rebel Alliance. One had the Empire. One had Thundercats. Every door had a different 80s themed thing. Um, also, um, you know, the label Stones Throw. Sure, yeah. Um, the guy that used to run that along with Peanut Butter Wolf, Egon. Mm-hmm. Egon and I went to see oh, Revenge of the Sith. He went full on with uh, as Boba Fett. So now we're entering another realm of art that, like, it's the real does not get behind, <laughs> right? Which is you know proverbial backpack rap, uh, right? Uh, <laughs> Ross, it, it was which Ross, I'm a, Ross I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I get right. I get a lot of shit because Slug is one of my top five MCs, right? And these dudes just cannot stand for that. 
I you know I, I don't think I've actually heard a slug record. No, they used to work with Atmosphere, right? Slug is like one, Slug is formerly one third, one half uh, of, of Atmosphere. Atmosphere. Yeah, all right, cool. Ant is the producer, and right. then they used to have Spawn in the group as well. Right, you are Sweet. fighting on your own now. Yeah, though. Atmosphere <laughs> hey, isn't hey. one person. It's been it's been a fight that I've been fighting with you guys for years. I thought, I'm not gonna. I thought at, you know I'm thinking of apathy actually. I'm getting apathy. Demigods, and, dudes. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm getting apathy and atmosphere confused. But I, I've whatever, for whatever reason thought atmosphere was one person. Well, yeah, because it's one dude rapping. Gotcha. That's probably why I'm. Yeah, thinking slug is All right, the Well, rapper. speaking of white rappers, Eminem <laughs> is also a big Star Wars fan. Is that right? Yeah, he devoted like a whole verse to like saying stuff about Padawans and like in the in the in the ruckus days or like no, recently. it was on no, like late, like, like, like Slim Shady LP or something. Or, really, really, it's, it's one of like, yeah. one of like the first two or three or albums. Marshall Mathers LP. Yeah. Did that yeah. that never came up when you were working together? No, nah, we did, we we discussed comic books, but uh, but Star Wars never came up. Gotcha. What um, comic books is he into, dude? So his whole thing is he likes to collect number ones. Oh, and I mean, it's, obviously, it's Eminem. His his financial resources are virtually endless. Yeah, sure. But he still kind of carries himself. He doesn't carry himself that way. Yeah, at all. Like when he makes a big purchase, he still like checks with his people. <laughs> I mean, he know. still general releases Air Maxes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like he's he's he doesn't he doesn't really go crazy when it comes to spending money on things. To my knowledge, in my yeah. in my short period of time that I spent hanging out with him, but we got you know once we actually got kind of cool and friendly, um, somehow comic books came up, and he came to the studio the next day. He's like, Yo, I got something for you. And he tosses me a bag, and it's literally any and every significant number one you could think of. I mean, he even had. The propaganda, the first Captain America, where he's knocking the out World Hitler, War II stuff. Yeah, where he's knocking out Hitler on the cover, like untouched, unopened. That's wow. like Smithsonian level exactly. artifacts. He has that just hanging out. Like and he's just when he gave me, he's literally. Just what do you mean it came in a lap. bag? He brought a bag with like all. Is it like little, a nice like a? It's like a no, it's like a plastic, designer bag. Why did he, <laughs> plastic bag. Why did he throw it at you? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's just it was casual. I'm like, hey, check these out. You might like these. But wait, yeah, but, but you can't come might. at someone being like, I got something for you, yeah. and then throw them that. It's like what I get to keep these. No, no, no I think he was just like check them out. Yeah, he was like Nardwar. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of like here, check this out. Just kind of tossed him something. I'm like, oh, oh, oh my god. And it was like literally every number one that you could that you would ever want to have. Oh, fuck. He just had them all, not binded up and boarded. No, just in plastic. It was in the bag in plastic. Yeah, in plastic sheets. Oh I, I took God. them out. I'm like, I can't believe I'm actually flipping through the pages of a Captain America number one. Wow. Yeah. And he kind of was like, you know, any of any one of us most normal people, <laughs> or the average person. I shouldn't say normal, but the average person would probably be like, barely letting you touch it, much less leaving the room. Hell right. no, dude. He was just like, yeah, cool. Check this out. <laughs> and then he's like, just leaves and goes play basketball. And I'm just sitting there with these in my hand. Like, granted, I'm in his house. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> but still, I'm like. You should have replaced it with, like, I don't know, like a Maxim magazine. And yeah, then, like, like, I'm like, back. Just, let me stuff this Playboy in <laughs> This New Yorker will be <laughs> yeah, but, So, yeah, that, that, was, that was probably the only nerd thing that we connected on was the comic book. Is George Lucas a good director? No. No. <laughs> that, Do you. No. Do you do you hold him in like great reverence because he created Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, no, I'm not joining in. I'm 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 saying yes to you. (laughs) Yeah, it came out of his brain. Yeah. Of course, you you know, like because he only directed. Increasingly, it's like a Nick Pizzolatto situation. Okay. Where it's like you have a great first season of True Detective, and you're like, what (laughs) the fuck? And then season two is like some just overthought bullshit that no one understands. Wait, did you guys have high hopes for episodes one, one, two, two, three? three? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, You know, to be honest, I. I, I will. I don't want to say I will defend, but I. You're an apologist. No, no, not even that. <laughs> One thing that a lot of people don't realize because it's not a well-known article, but there was an article that he did. Excuse me, I should say an interview that he did back in '83. Now, granted, this doesn't take away from the fact that he's a bad director, <laughs> but there is an article where back in the eight, mid, sometime between Jedi and Empire, he was asked, "Why did you start from Episode 4? And at the time, he said, listen, I don't... He said, it's not like I have the exact uh, events as they unfold for all six movies already done in my head. I have the general overall arc. Okay. And I have some of the key moments from all six movies. However, I don't want to start episode one because if I did, it would bore you all to death. Because I know that I want episode one to be the story of how Darth Vader starts out and the political climate. And he's like, "I, I feel like that would probably be super boring. Which, yeah, because he sucks as a director. <laughs> right. Now, see, that somebody else could have taken episode one and made it 
Ben. Whatever happened between him and Irvin Kershner between Empire yeah. and Jedi yeah. is like who's Irvin Kershner? Kershner? He's ah, the director yeah. of of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Okay, so actually, I did like the Six Degrees of Just Blazes shit. Go on with Star Wars the other mm-hmm. night, which is. I mean, I know you're a big fan of like electronic music. Right, 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 right. Like Exhibit J is something that I listen to on your SoundCloud a lot. Oh wow! And that's like I'm sure that's like not like something polished that you ever wanted yeah, to yeah, put yeah, out, yeah. but. Uh, it got me thinking about, like, you know, uh, the connections between, you know, rap production and electronic music and gotcha. early early techno and drum and bass and jungle. There's a really, I don't know if you know, the, I, I'm sure you probably do, there's a really elusive uh, Detroit techno-inspired group called Drexia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and Drexia's whole concept was, like, every album they put out was, like, the soundtrack to a hypothetical sci-fi film about an underwater nation of... Uh, infants uh unborn infants who were thrown off slave ships oh sure so it's really it's <laughs> yeah. really like right. really light stuff <laughs> but you know underwater society right in the 90s there was like a star wars like kind of a knockoff i liked it but it was a knockoff called sequest i remember sequest which sure. is yeah, 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 about yeah. underwater utopias and right. it's basically the next generation underwater right and then star uh, trek different universe <laughs> different universe <laughs> And then uh, who directed the pilot of Sequest was Irvin Kirshner. That I did not know. Who did Empire Strikes Strikes Back. Six degrees of just ways to start with. (laughs) Phil is sweating. His face is just like covered in sweat right now. He's just getting started. I can leave leave now, right? He's just getting started. Um, Okay, so so going into one through three, was it because there was so much time between the first three and the, the... Real first yeah, wait, three. Why were why was there so much time between four, five, six, and one, two, three? I honestly don't. I don't. I don't know the actual. I, I just think. Oh, you know what? His, well, his answer was always the way that he. Or I, when I say he, I mean right? The technology was, like wasn't. The technology right. wasn't there for him to make yeah. it the way he wanted to, and that's why when they did the special editions in the late nineties, right? Yeah, for him that was kind of like a test to see how far he could push things with CGI in terms of accomplishing his vision, and when he felt like he did well, well with that. Mm-hmm. He felt he it was time. The technology had caught caught up to his imagination. I think oh, they're like, like old a bullshit excuse. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Everything, yeah. yeah, is. But <laughs> I think there's like interviews with Irvin Kershner in like Vanity Fair from the '90s where they ask him like about that, like mm-hmm. the gap. And he was like, honestly, we were supposed to start in the late '80s, early right. '90s. And he's like, if we'd done that, I would have totally. I, it might have been about Jedi. I don't know, or like the new the new prequels, but right. right. The there was just a gap that was like attributed to technology not being there and all that stuff. But you guys still went and saw them and like had high hopes. Oh, the special editions? Yeah, I went. So, oh, you, oh, that's you mean sorry. The, uh, the, the, the first the three. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, you know what? I went into it not. Ex- I went into it obviously super excited. It's like the movie event of my life in terms of episode one. Yeah. Phantom Menace. You were excited. Yeah, Phantom Menace. I was super excited. Like based off of mm. of just waiting or the yeah, trailers. Based off waiting. Yeah, based off waiting. Based off waiting and more waiting, and now it's actually here. Yeah. And Darth Maul looks like badass. And you <laughs> had that commercial when they first revealed Darth Vader, and he has the double edged lightsaber. You're like, <laughs> why did they give that away in the trailer? By the way, not yo, it, yeah. like it just speaks to everything falling apart. Like no one had trust in that movie. Mm. Because uh, that was one of the big big reveals for that. It was probably the reveal. Why would you that reveal movie. that in the trailer? <laughs> yeah, like a dual light. Dual Why light would you reveal that? <laughs> I will say. What this. is the analog to that? Like, it's, there has to be something. Like, someone's track dropping or some shit. Like, it's like it's like it just, vi- it's like Jay's uh, volume three leaking. Right, 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 right. You know, like a year before it was supposed to. Come. But like, it would been it would have been like if Jay had like intentionally leaked it. Right. right. Yeah. Himself. <laughs> like, let me just put this out. You know. Yeah, but it was. I mean, you know, I'm not an apologist, but it was kind of like a thing where uh, we're expecting to see Darth Vader as a 10-year-old kid. He's a typical 10-year-old kid. You know, so on one hand, I get it. On the other hand, I'm like, yeah, this could have been done better, but whatever. I'm watching the new Star Wars. I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you, it goes off. You're like, all right, that wasn't really that good. <laughs> Attack of the Clones didn't really bother me. I feel like the worst thing about all the prequels was really just his direction. And his yeah. direction specifically of Hayden Christensen. Okay. Because he's not and a the ter- writing. Yeah. He, well, he's, the thing is, Hayden Christensen is not a terrible actor. Okay. He's not a great actor, but he's not terrible. But he, him, he was so wooden mm-hmm. in these movies. And, and Natalie Portman, who we know is a good actress, right. so wooden. And both of their chemistry together just made more wood. Mm-hmm. They built a house. They, Wait, not so good they, wood. No. Okay. But I will say. I haven't this, seen it. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> one of the, one of the, I'll just say one thing. One of the redeeming qualities or redeeming moments of that whole first or that whole prequel arc when Yoda comes out with the lightsaber for the first time. 
that entire theater lost their <laughs> That was one thing they never put in the trailers, was Yoda coming out with his... Uh, his in episode three. In episode two. Oh, in two. When he, when he fought Dooku. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody <laughs> expected that at all. I fell asleep in the first two movies in the theaters. Like episode one and two. I passed out. Okay. Like one, two, and three. Right, so, my, so what I'm saying is episode two, towards the end when Yoda fights, uh, fights Dooku. Dooku. Yeah. And that's the first time you ever see Yoda even wield a lightsaber. Right, right, right. And he does all that jumping around and whatnot. Yeah. That was probably the loudest ruckus I've ever heard in a movie theater. And it was not a hood movie theater. But yeah, then yeah, they yeah, fuck yeah. it up in episode three where he fights Palpatine. Yeah. And like they OD'd on it. Like George Lucas should not be writing and directing shit ever. And like, like James Cameron does, he like insists on like getting in his own way all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Didn't didn't somebody like edit all the movies together into sort some sort of like cohesive? Yeah, there is something on YouTube. I've never seen cutting like, all the fat it's like out. Like hour forty five minute yeah. cut. Yeah, that's supposed to be more coherent. But I'm just like, why? Okay. Of all the prequels or something. Of like all the that. prequels. Yeah. But you guys own. I've never seen it. No, but you guys own all six of the yeah. the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and you watch like all of them regularly. I hate that I have the first three, but I'm like again a completionist, so it's yeah. like yeah. I don't watch them regularly. If I'm if I'm scrolling through the channels and they're on, I might watch them. Okay, I probably watch them like once a year, once every other year. But like I said, if you're scrolling through like on Spike TV, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. once a year, whatever. It's like they're all there's there's always at least one station that shows all of them back to back one time a year. So if I happen to be in front of a TV and they're on, I'll, I'll watch it. Also, there was a thing where not only was he intent on, like, fucking up his legacy by ruining the, the prequels, he went ahead and, like, there's a scene in, at the end of episode six where they're celebrating. Dude, I was, I was literally just about to talk about right? this. Right, right. He takes out Yub I can't even watch. And he puts in this, like, it's, like, one of the best musical moments in Star Wars history. Period. I have to turn it off, like, ten minutes yeah. before the movie ends. It's the Ewok celebration. Okay. Where, you know, the Rebels win, Death Star blows up. They go back to Endor. It's a big party, and it's this awesome, tri- very celebratory, but ha- but it's happy, but it's cool. I'm not really a fan of happy music. It's very happy, but it's hard. It's the Ewok <laughs> celebration song, and it's in their language. It's called Yub Nub. Spoiler alert! <laughs> and then in the special edition, and the other the other musical moment, um, in episode three, uh, Size Noodles and the Max Rebo. Band, yes, they have they perform at Jabba's palace. He took both of those core musical moments of the movie. And totally replaced them with like, for, pardon my French, for lack of a better term, just bullshit. <laughs> and especially Nub Yub Nub at the end, what he replaces it with is like the most light in the ass. It doesn't feel like horrible. Yeah, you know, it's, it's absolutely it's terrible. <laughs> I actually that's the one reason why I don't watch Return of the Jedi is because I don't want to get to the end and want to hear Yub Nub, and I have to hear this bullshit. Well, the fucking Jabba's palace scene too was like this. Everyone suddenly had this huge boner for like forcing CG into like the remakes, the the remasters, and like they made a big deal about how they inserted CG into the thing. And I'm like, this is one of the. It made it terrible. Like size noodles, you see her lips are like all of a sudden zooming into the camera. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Yeah, what was her original song was called "Laptine Neck." I I know this because I went and found the uh, twelve inches of both of these records. So I also learned how to play that on sax. Wow. Uh, yo. <laughs> well, it's a trumpet, but whatever. Yo, someone get yeah, S- well, Dizzy Gillespie played the sax. Someone get SOHH on the phone. <laughs> but yeah, no, so the, um, so those. But here's the, the, it's the cool thing when you, you guys have never seen the movies, but especially in terms in terms of Laptinek, the song from Jabba's Palace, it was actually very much a modern song. When I say modern, I mean like what was happening on the radio at that point. Right, okay. It was like a modern funk record. Mm-hmm. Modern, modern uh, funk or boogie record. So it was like something you might almost turn on on 98.7 back in 1983. Right. Mm-hmm. You would hear something that sounded like this. It just happened to be the alien singing in a different language. But musically, it was it, it had a groove to it. Yeah, yeah. And then they turned around and they replaced it with like some Tina Turner <laughs> like sounding... B-side, C-side shit that never made it out of the studio. Yeah, Someone found really something. Bad. But they were playing Tina Turner on the radio in 1983. So. But it wasn't, it wasn't that Tina Turner. <laughs> it was like a Tina Turner tribute band. It was like somebody doing... It was, was the Icats. Was it Rolling on the River or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. Picture that being done by a really bad tribute band with no soul. <laughs> and, they were, and that's what they put in replacement. With like CG aliens. Like oh, the so most bad. unnecessary expenditure of anything. So, um, bad. so bad. Okay, how do you guys rank the first six? Oh, you mean all six? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, there's a seventh on the way, so I see what you mean. But yeah, yeah. The, I mean, uh, well, where, Empire, where do you put the Empire is at the top of the mountain, no matter how you cut it. Yeah, I think we can agree on that. Yes, and I, don't, I don't think anybody who doesn't agree on that is out of their mind. Yeah, <laughs> Eric, what do you think? I would say two. I'd probably go for three, then one, only because for me, three episodes or or episode six rather <laughs> came out at the perfect age for me. Like I was like, so so you're saying Empire, Five, then six, Jedi, and then four. you. I think one of the coolest moments for me in, in Jedi is actually like Darth Vader takes his mask off. Yeah, Ugh. you know, so that alone, <laughs> and then the uh, the speeder bike battle through the forest yes. is amazing. That final lightsaber fight between Luke and Vader, you actually see them get busy. Yes, almost on equal footing. Force so, lightning. Yeah, you see force lightning for the first time. You really see how much of a badass the Emperor actually is. So for me, it's Empire then Jedi then. You know, Another thing George Lucas decided to ruin <laughs> in the tr- in the in the prequels. What's that? When he has Palpatine and Mace Windu. Oh, right. And he's, um, and. I'm like, hey, Sam Jackson isn't going out like that. Right, yeah. And like, like he, that doesn't he's happen. He's like, I must destroy the Sith. And he's holding the lightsaber, and then Anakin just jumps in. It. Uh, so. That's what, well, hold on. One other thing. <laughs> he, Anakin just turned so fast. It was like, I can't let this happen. I can't let this happen. I'm going to do it anyway. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I passed I serve, out. I serve you now. Yeah, I passed out, and I'm like, I couldn't have been sleeping for more than 20. And, like, suddenly the whole – I missed the whole arc. Yeah. The first time I watched it in the theater. They spend, like, zero time on it. It's a quick change. So you What's say like, – This guy went from being the savior of the universe, the chosen one, to becoming, like, the ultimate bad guy within a span of, like, 40 seconds. I guess the point is he was mad the whole time. Did you guys yeah. see that, like, a bunch of people have named their kid Anakin? Yeah. Like, it's like that, one yeah, of, like, that. yeah. It's depressing. So do they know that that the kid is evil? <laughs> Ultimately, I guess he wasn't. Yeah, it's a redemption story. Yeah, it's the a whole, redemption story. The whole the first six the first six movies is Eric said. It's a redemption story. Or the fall and rise. Yeah. Okay. So George Lucas, if he didn't direct everything, he wrote and was behind all of the first six He's movies, a right? Now, so his most direct involvement was in one, two, and three. That's where he was like, "I'm putting pen to yeah. paper," and also. Getting behind. Well, like homie told him what us it was uh, Harrison Ford was like, you know, George, you can write this shit, but you can't say it. Like, we're talking about how bad his writing yeah. was even back then. Really? Lot, that's part of the, one of the reasons why a lot of the acting in general in the first three is a lot better. It's so because it's, it's improvised by actors who know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Right. You know, like the infamous I know line. Yeah. I love you. I know. I and it's a product of not overthinking it. Right. It's just like, again, like dealing with what you have available. And then as soon as you, you know, George Lucas like makes the money off of off those trilogies, like you can't you can't go back and capture that magic again. Mm-mm. It's but to the point where you can't like a, challenge him in the same way. Yeah. You can't challenge yourself. Right. He, it, it gets to the point in, in the in the prequel trilogy where he. I don't know what the fuck happened, but he like pulls an M. Night Shyamalan and starts like inserting himself into the film. I don't right. know if you, he's in there. Is he in, in one, two, full and three? Makeup, like in the in the galactic. Senate. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I remember reading about this. I didn't catch it in the movies, but I read about it. But also, there's like a lot of people in those films who like just low key you don't know about. Like, like, e. T. is in. E. T. is in. Not only, but like episode two. Natalie that? Portman's whole entourage is like Kira Knightley, Rose Byrne, yeah, 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 Sofia yeah, yeah, yeah. Coppola, and like they're the only people who came out of that franchise unscathed because <laughs> they had nothing to do. Pretty much, except stand there. So okay, so so George Lucas is not involved in this new one that's coming out. That's all J.J. Abrams. Okay, right? right. He's handed over the reins and like completely. You, you know, he put that like World War Two like uh, what, what was the that? Nineteen forty one. No, he put out the movie about the, about the Tuskegee Airmen. Airmen. Tuskegee. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did an interview about Star Wars then, like what his involvement was going to be going forward, and he was just like, it, it, the guy was so befuddled by like the <laughs> hatred uh, and like the vitriol of fans, yeah, uh, that he was just like, I have to step away because I clearly like I just don't understand. So that's why it was dormant for a little bit until Disney went ahead and bought it. Yeah, right. and, so, and then, but apparently he had a draft of. Part of the deal was they were going to make the movies according to his guidelines that he was giving them. And then at some point, it became clear that that wasn't going to work for J.J. Hmm. And uh, they scrapped everything pretty much that George had, had had laid out for them. Okay, so before any trailer comes out, where is your mind in terms of a J.J. Abrams project Cautiously in this optimistic. world? Yeah, yeah. I mean, J.J. is a good director, so it's like... And he's a fan. Yeah, exactly. That's That's the thing. But not like a dysfunctional fan. Right. <laughs> you're somebody who just genuinely loves the movies and all the things that made them great. Yeah. Right. You always feel like the movie's going to be in better hands. Like Star Trek, I, I liked the, the Star Trek reboots, but he even said himself, I was a Star Wars kid. I wasn't yeah. a Star Trek kid. But he made, still made, you know, the, the, I like the new Star Trek. 
or the first one. The second one was all right, but the first one was really good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if he can do this with something that he's like, that he doesn't like love, like yeah, right. yeah. Imagine what he could do with a franchise that he actually loves yeah. and yeah. has the unlimited budget to do so. And he expressed early on, like, I don't want to do CGI. I want to do practical effects. He's a fan who had like a you know like probably had like a normal social life growing up. So like <laughs> right. he understands like the implications of Star Wars outside of like core nerddom, right? Like mm-hmm. just on society in general, right? Which is super important. Yeah, I'm guessing you guys have seen Lost. Yeah, never. I have. I've never seen it. I never saw I didn't, it. I didn't follow the whole show, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. I just... When you have showrunners coming out on TV and being like, we don't know where we're going with this, I'm like, then how the fuck are... Like... That gives me a lot of faith as a viewer. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what? F- so the polar bear's not going to pay off? But, like, George Lucas, in the same way, like, he said that he had it all mapped out, but, like, it wasn't fully mapped out. No, it wasn't. And he, 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 he had the general arc and he kind of filled in the blanks. Right. Of that arc. But what is the question? I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, actually, a lot of that, like, I, I never watched Lost. So I kind of didn't have to. You're just trying to, like, out me on, like, every single thing that I've watched. He's not around. really a nerd! Yeah. <laughs> but, like, my assistant, uh, he never watched Lost. And then he ended up binge watching it after, right after it finished. He binge watched the whole thing. So I kind of knew everything that happened. And I really attribute, like, who I don't like, I'm not a Damon Lindelof fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as long as Lindelof has nothing to do with Star Wars, <laughs> I'm good. Okay, so then the trailer does come out. The I teaser trailer cried. first, right? I oh, yeah. You know, when, 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 when they say Chewie, I'm home. Like, well, that was no, the even trailer. before that. The first trailer, to be honest, there was a fake trailer that came out the first, that, yes. at, the, at the same day as the real one. Yes. Uh-huh. And I was kind of, the production value, I think, on, that, on the fake trailer was so good. That when I got the first trailer, which was more like a teaser, I was kind of like, that's it. I almost thought it was fake. First of all, there's a black guy in a stormtrooper outfit right. in the mm-hmm. desert. I'm like, this has got to be the Which show. is the first shot. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I'm right. like, this, is probably, this probably isn't even real. Yeah. <laughs> I, but then I got over that, and I, and I liked it. I genuinely liked it. But it really didn't hit me until the second, the actual first real trailer. Which is the one with the... The, 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 the Which three. is the one where... No, please explain. Please explain. You, you, <laughs> yeah. The cross what guard you saber. Please explain. Lightsaber, but like also ones coming out like left and right. Yeah. Like, crossbar. The crossbar. Seemingly would like, you know, cut himself if he... Yeah. yeah. I mean, any lightsaber is really going to cut you. But I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> there was that whole big debate about how that can work in real life. And I'm like, dude, we're talking about lasers. So I just don't understand. Like, like critics who get up their own ass about like the real life applications of lightsabers. And, right. Like, I'm like, dude, it's a laser sword. Ion thrust <laughs> engines. I'm like... Well, Think about what you're saying right now. Well, Luke got his his arm cut, right? His yes. hand like oh, flew off. Oh, wow. Okay. Thing. He chopped the whole thing off. He didn't bleed to death. No, it was it's, cauterized. It sears, it sears the wound. It was, it was, it was cauterized. It's cauterized. It's That's a, is that a real thing or is that just like is that in a the Star Wars thing? Yeah. No, dude, it's an energy based. What? It's like no cauterized. <laughs> cauterized, cauterized. However you pronounce it, I don't. I have no idea what you. I have no idea that it is. It's like when you cauterize a wound, like when you just like set, when like, you burn take it. like a hot like oh you take, like a hot oh, piece really? of metal to the wound to and the like wound. gotcha. So it is oh, a real word. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, yeah. even know that. See, yeah. so that's pretty much what happened with Lost's hand. Just cauterized it instantly. Yeah, it like flash mm. seared it, like what yeah. Jeff likes to do with salmon. I don't. How'd you cook your sea bass for gunplay? Uh, what did we do? We we um. Honestly, it was like salt and pepper and olive oil, and we had some um, parsley on it. But like, we just let it rock in the in the oven on like broil, maybe right? Yeah, I, I think so. He broiled it. He broiled his wound. But by the way, when Gunplay when Gunplay walked in, he was like, "What's that smell?" And then he saw it. He was like, "Oh, this is the best!" And then. It was my birthday, and um, I wasn't eating my sea bass quickly enough because it's a podcast, and I'm right. trying to eat and talk. Right. And so then he lunged across the table and ate half of mine. That sounds like Gunplay. It was yeah. pretty amazing, yeah. 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 See, Gunplay was a great guest because he has no inhibitions. <laughs> yeah, He understands his personal brand very well. Yes. Oh, he does. Um, like it should be said that, so, yeah. you know, because this is a, a uh, we make, it's a dinner party. It's, it's a food podcast. Yeah, sure. so we were like, we were going to get you guys Dippin' Dots. Because right. it's the ice cream of the future. But then they didn't have it around But us. Star Wars actually takes, pla- takes place in the past. Really? A long time, a long time ago. ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Far, far away. Yeah, that would make sense. It just seems like space just bought is us always like a the future. Husk of meat. Yeah. <laughs> on open fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you, obviously you've seen the, the, the artwork for what is theoretically going to be its own amusement park down at Disney World. Yeah, Star, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Star two. Wars based. As Bob that, Iger just came out and announced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to oh, be one. Two parks? Like, yeah, because yeah, there's one in like. Uh, LA and one in Florida. One in LA and one in Florida, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Have you been to Disney World recently? Yes, I have actually. And is this going to bring you back? Disney World or Disneyland? I've been. Well, I've been to Florida, so I've been to Disney, Disney World. World yeah. yeah, I haven't been to Disneyland ever. Okay, I've only been to Disney World. I mean, I'm definitely going to go check that out. Okay, Just the scope of the plans of what they're talking about putting together. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. You know, I, if they were smart, they really need to do like the uh, the far the speeder bike. Oh yeah, simulator. Yeah, they do not that, going to zipping through. No, but if they did that, you're zipping through Endor all day. I'd ride that literally the entire all day. day. I wouldn't <laughs> leave. Fine with that. I wouldn't leave. I almost that's bought Jay's a, next birthday present to you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> you know, I almost bought a triathlon bike recently. You know, they ride in this position. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it looked like a. A, a speed Dude, you should do that. Put it on one of the stationary mounts, and then do like three screens, and just do Endor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So just just to wrap up the Star Wars portion of this, there's portions. Have we? <laughs> yeah. There's more. Have yeah. we? Have we missed out totally by not seeing any of these Star Wars? And if we went and saw Episode Seven or whatever it is, the new one, can we just pick up? Right. I think then? you guys can. I think you guys would probably know enough about. It's become like the lore of the of the of the of that universe of that yeah of that universe has become part of just everything. Yeah, like I am your father, sure. you're familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Knows that. that's what I'm saying. So it gets to a certain point where you could, I think you could just watch it and not have to go back and watch the other ones. Okay. What I will feel like you've probably missed out on is more so from a social aspect, mm-hmm. <laughs> more so than the story. I'm sure you guys know the story. Right. It's like yeah. it's but like you know cigarettes, like <laughs> you know us like, not standing outside of bars. Like you make friends easily that way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cho yeah. yeah. would have yelled at you for that one. <laughs> you know, but it's like you know. You, Shout like, out, Cho. Yeah. Aside from like the obvious line, it's like I am your father. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of other ones where somebody can say like, yeah, that's not what you're looking. For. That's not the such and such you're looking yeah. for. And ninety percent of I would say ninety a, a very good amount of people will know. That you're referring to Obi Wan's line from A New Hope, but you guys, that would totally the irony of it or the joke of it would totally be lost on you guys. But right, well, how about this though? We love and have seen Star uh, uh, Spaceballs Space like right. a million times. A million See, a times. Schwartz is bigger than mine. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, but like, we can still appreciate that and like get all the jokes from. Yeah, well, you'll get the Spaceballs jokes because you've seen Spaceballs. But I think the Star Wars jokes—they're not necessarily jokes; they're just pop culture right. references. Sure. That become part. Wait, of Wait, so Star Wars is not a comedy. <laughs> Lord of mercy. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. This is like in the event that you ever guys that you guys ever do a show. Mm-hmm. This is like if the show ever like if a show that you guys did came out on like network TV, for instance. Okay. Me being like, well, you know, I listen to the podcast, so <laughs> right. really, what is the point of what is the point of the show? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know the podcast. Why am I watching yeah. these jabrones for a full yeah. twenty minutes? Like, I used to see those guys on the street. I don't need to actually yeah. watch their show. I've they, seen. Them. I used to live next door to them. I have all the right. reference I well, need. Is there any movie that that you guys like? Everybody's seen, but you guys have not. Yeah, I have a couple Ooh. of those. I had never seen The Princess Bride until about six years ago. Wow! I actually wait. Yeah, Eric, wait. You have no like room to wait. stand on. Yeah, yeah, you have nothing to stand on. No, no, no. Of all movies, I'm surprised that Just hasn't seen that. Right. right. I saw As it opposed... finally, it was about five years ago. Yeah, sure. I finally saw from beginning to end. I'd always seen it in pieces. I finally saw all of True Lies for the first time in the this past week. Okay. Oh, damn. Okay. Um, I don't know what mine would be. I watch a lot of movies. Sure. Like, granted, I've seen a ton of movies that probably most people haven't seen. Yeah. Right. Because I'm easily entertained. No, yeah. no, no, no. Don't, don't back down. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, okay. I mean, easily, I don't, I'll watch almost anything. Okay. Like, a movie has got to be really bad, and I'll probably still watch I'm still one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I'm like I said, I'm, I have like, when it comes to that, I, I'm like a 10-year-old. I can watch anything. Really? But I watched this movie called The River Murders. No idea. Uh, was it straight to VHS? I don't think so. I think it was in the movies, but it was probably just in and out. And I, I can't remember it off the top of my head now, but it had like known actors in it, like decent actors. But just Hayden Christensen. <laughs> the acting was worse than in, in Star Wars. It was really, really, really bad. Like, and, you're, and it's an actor that you know mm-hmm. who's done good work in other movies, and you're sitting there watching them like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> it was one of the first times that I was like, I'm not entertained. Oh, I didn't watch the third Godfather movie until like two years ago. Really? Yeah. That's the, that's the, the second one's supposed to be the best one, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Right. yeah, 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 yeah. right. I've never seen... I've only seen two. I've never seen one or three. Really? Huh. Never seen Goodfellas. Whoa. Really? Never seen it. Bits and Pieces. Yeah, yeah sure. The whole thing. Um, we should have you guys back, and we can talk about Goodfellas, Goodfellas and, <laughs> that works. and Godfather. Um, have you... What were the movies that would play, or was it? would it just be like TV, like in baseline... When people would be like in the studio, uh, a lot of times it was just random TV. If it was after one AM, then it would be porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was wasn't me, but there was wasn't an associate of ours at baseline that every night at one AM, the uh, 
the porn would come on. It wouldn't be like Skinamax. Somehow, the, I think the, I think our cable was uh, was hacked. We had like all, all channels. Yeah, 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 yeah. So every night at one a.m., the porn would come on. And all just, Star Wars themed, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there weren't really like movies, and then the front we had this, the, the satellite TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was never any like one particular kind of thing that was always on at baseline. Okay, it was just whatever was on. Sure. Except for late at night, there was a stretch for about a year or two where it was just porn <laughs> every night. But no one's bringing like DVDs or anything to watch specifically. We used to watch a lot of Star Trek. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're, so you're, you're Star Wars. Yeah, Guru's Guru's yeah, yeah, Guru's, Guru's a Trek. <laughs> yeah. You guys can do a whole episode. You can do a whole Like Next episode. Generation or Deep Space Nine? Or? I think he was mostly... I think he was in all of them, actually. I think he, wow. he just loved the lore of it himself. But I know like one of my Christmas presents for him... Like through Voyager. Yeah, like, one of my Christmas presents for him one year was like the entire run of Next Generation. Holy like, shit. Like, all the DVDs, plus with a couple of lost episodes. It was like a huge box set like this that I got from for Christmas. Wait, so do you as a Star Wars fan look at him and be like, you're a nerd? (laughs) No, but we used to have that argument. It's funny because I was talking about this on Twitter today. I guess they're doing a Star Wars versus Star Trek debate in Brooklyn, like, on stage with a bunch of people. That sounds like the annoying Kanye thing you guys went to. Yeah. Yeah. We went to, like, a... um, You know, like, we love Kanye, like... We went to like a, basically what amounts to like a TED talk about Kanye. It was, but it was about him. Yeah, and, the, and, and his influence. Everyone and, was liquored up, so it was just like. But he wasn't there. No, no, no. no, no. This was. Weird. It was. It was the worst. That's true. It was yeah. the worst. Like, oh, see, this is where if I was a popular person, if I was a famous person, me saying annoying Kanye thing would have been the rip quote. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like he says, he went to an annoying Kanye thing. That's the headline. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that is strange. He wasn't even there. This is exactly why I'm not famous, by the way. I yeah, can't, I can't, deal, that's, with that's I can't deal with the pressure. That's it. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a sold out event with all these people just espousing Brooklyn? Yeah, in Brooklyn, Kanye. in Brooklyn. Yeah, white splaining. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, people read poetry. Apparently, yeah. It was, it was. T- Yo, slideshows. What? Yeah, like PowerPoints about PowerPoint like what it's like to live in Chicago and and like all it was so just basically explaining a white explaining like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's it was. It was and by the way, it was like four hours. What a time to be alive! I know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Was, but anyways, but they're doing Eric this and I debate. are completists, and so we had to go. <laughs> yeah. so, so, they're, they're, so they're doing this debate about Star Wars versus Star Trek, mm-hmm. and somebody randomly uh, threw me into the conversation and says, "You can't do this without just." Um, dude, I've already done this with Guru a zillion times. <laughs> I am debated out. Um, you know, like I said, my, my my dad was a Trekkie. I get it. It's it's two different it's two different approaches. Like it's, I would say, whereas Star Trek is maybe more science, Star Wars is almost like more like religion. It's just the polar opposite. Wow. Yeah, for me, it's just like a given. It's such like an like a it's a thing that's pervaded so many aspects of my life that is or like informed like why I like things mm-hmm. that it's not even like a I don't even think about it as like a is there like a like a choice or a separation between the two it's just like Star Wars is one thing and like Star Trek is a show that existed right yeah uh, I mean it's, I don't think it's a coincidence was this, how many years ago was this where it was like that when, the last time the UK did their census, like there was like an insane amount of people who identified their religion as Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like when they, they they would check other, right, and then brought in Jedi, and it wasn't a concentrated effort or orchestrated effort. It was just that's what people decided to do, right. And I think it just speaks upon like if you just look upon or look at the movie from the uh, view standpoint of like how to live your life and just the concept of karma and. Do unto others and just all that kind of stuff that overarching the overarching themes of all religions basically. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like Star Wars is on that side and Star Trek is a bit more on the ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. Like Star Wars just says this is a lightsaber and this is what you can do with it. Star Trek is more so this is how that lightsaber works. Okay. Star Wars doesn't care to explain how it works; it just does. It's right, part of the lore. Star Trek is more interested in how that lightsaber actually works. I, that makes sense. I kind of feel like we're on the road to naming George Lucas God. No. That's, no, <laughs> no, no. We've already said that God no. has problems then. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. that would be a very flawed... I'm, yeah. I'm very excited for what J.J. Abrams is going to do. Okay. I, I, I'm, it, it's actually like revitalized a very dormant part of my life. Well, really? I love the episode that he did of The Office, and so I feel like so I can get on board with this. Yeah. 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 Bad robot in the building. Yeah. Um, well, all right. So maybe... Maybe we'll see it. I Maybe. mean, but probably, probably definitely not. not. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, anyway, we we really appreciate you guys coming through. I'm gonna force you guys to come. Mm-hmm. 
like we're gonna have to go watch it. Like we're already, we have a plan to book out the whole theater. Wow, for episode seven. For episode, seven. I almost did that with uh, episode three. I feel like financially you could pull it. that off a little easier. Than <laughs> we can combine our efforts. Maybe we I'm should. Down. I'm down. I'm not, I'm, t- I'm serious. And not invite these dudes. Um, and you guys can wait outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bootleg. Yeah, yeah. It'd be the Seinfeld episode. Yeah. Uh, just Phil, we really appreciate you guys. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks, dudes. listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleichinger slicing driving friends with her for 10 years one of the funniest people out there and i still have a hard time with the last name liza our very own owen benjamin that's me takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more you don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. <laughs>